Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, you Bulls fans, and welcome to a another episode here of the sports ethos chicago bulls coverage show i am your host keith cork and i am joined as always by my good buddy and co-host uh, mr trey hill and now my kitty cat uh mrs shy uh chi because of the city of chicago uh is is also going to be joining us it looks like so that's exciting um anyways let's uh first of all haven't seen you guys heard you guys in a little bit let's let's clear the air here um haven't been ducking you the bulls have been sucking i've been watching every second of it um, the problem, well, not problem, but the thing that has happened is that I have had my second child born, Trey, and I know uh, you've congratulated me, and I appreciate that, and, and uh, she was a, a premature baby, so we've had to deal with, uh, she's had jaundice and, and getting her um, into phototherapy for that and, and things of that nature, so it's been uh, A, lack of sleep for me, and B, just lack of just time because I've had, I have two kids now, and it just, it's just an adjustment period for me, so I uh, took a little break there. I wish you would have come a little later. But you know what? With things like this, they just kind of happen when they happen, right? So, <laughs> right. All, all things considered, it seems like it's going to work out well in the long run. So, and in terms of Bulls basketball, it came at a good time because it gave us an excuse to not record during <laughs> what were, yeah. were just some of the most depressing parts of the Bulls season. Um, yeah. So we get to come back when we're swinging back upwards. It's playoff times. We haven't had the playoffs in what yeah. five years? I think it is at this point. And we might be underdogs. We, you know, we might be lucky to get a game or two out of this. But right. to be back in the playoffs, it's it's just nice to still be relevant, to still have games that matter. And it's been nice rewatching that Giannis shove from the, from the <laughs> previous playoffs that have been that's been circulating lately. We've got that. We've got the uh, Grayson Allen. Obviously, is is not a a, a big time guy in Chicago right now. Uh, I got a lot of hatred there. So I think this could be. Uh, an emotional series. It can be explosive in that way. Uh, but like you said, I think that talent-wise, we are uh, definitely, definitely, definitely some underdogs here. But what I do like about this Bulls team uh, going in here, Trey, and what makes me excited is that uh, at the top, I mean, we are you know, the only team that has two guys in the top 13 scores in the league, uh, in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And you're going to give those guys 40 minutes a game if they you know, can go, as, as long as they're not in foul trouble, as long as you know, Zach's knee's holding up. Um, so this is where, you know, the rotations really shorten up and the bulls, even though they don't have all of their guys, Lonzo's still out, obviously he's not going to return this season. Um, at the top, man, we've still got a ton of talent, right? We do. And given how expectations have now changed on this season, to me, I think I love that Zach's going to get the playoff experience, but Going forward, Giannis is 27 years old, so it's not like he's going to be getting less athletic anytime soon. Uh-huh. Patrick Williams getting to guard Giannis in the playoffs already, I think that's going to be great for his experience going forward because it just kind of sets the standard for, okay, this is what playoff basketball is going to be like. And 
to me, I, I think I'm going to be watching him the most, Patrick Williams. I, we got to see him uh, be the focus, you know, the focal point there in that last game of the season, and he went off for, I'm pretty sure it was a career high, just, at, he looked absolutely fantastic in that game, and I want to see him just continue to grow, and I know the Bulls are likely not getting out of the first round, but I, I don't know which team they could have faced that I would have picked them to get out of the first round. So given that, I'm excited that Patrick Williams is going to kind of get, he's at least going to get the best playoff experience possible. Yeah. Um, and I apologize to all the listeners out there. If you can hear my kids screaming in the back, I'm not sure what he's screaming about, but he is still awake. So that's okay. But uh, no, I, I do think Patrick Williams, I've seen him mentioned uh, you know quite a few times on Twitter as an X factor here in the series to see if he can be uh, you know, a quote unquote Giannis stopper. Uh, no one in the world is a Giannis stopper. I don't think that's something we can, you know, hope for here. Um, I think Vooch is going to get a chance to guard him a little bit. I think Patrick's going to get a chance to guard him. Um, I think you'll see uh, maybe even like Caruso on him a, a bit. I think they're just going to throw different looks at him all series and just try their best to contain him. He's still going to go off for 30 and, and 10 and, you know, four or five or six assists. And um, <clears throat> there's no way you're going to stop that. <clears throat> it's going to be efficient and he's going to get to the line a lot because he's just so lanky and big and we get start heading downhill towards the basket. The only thing you really can do is just follow him. So, um, that's what really scares me I would, about this. I would yeah. like to see Caruso does a good job of, of drawing charges. And I don't know if you watched the Clippers and Timberwolves game. I know you've been busy, but they were able to get Carl yeah, uh, Anthony Towns in foul trouble just by frustrating him. But I think he had three offensive fouls. Yeah. And maybe, you know, obviously Giannis probably isn't going to do that very often. But over the course of a few games, maybe if you could get Caruso to get two charges in, you know, the first two quarters, maybe put a little bit of foul trouble pressure on Giannis. So the, I, I would like to see the Bulls try and get creative in the things that they try and do, because this Bucks team, that they just look like a juggernaut right now. Yeah, that's, that, you know, the Bulls do have to focus just on getting the, the Bucks off their game, um, just getting them to play a little bit uncomfortably. And I think that's a good point there, Trey. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point and it works everywhere i write Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. 
American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Yeah, it's a good point there, Trey. You know, we just really need to get them off their game and just, you know, kind of uh, doing, you know, doing something that they're not necessarily comfortable doing. I think getting out of some foul trouble is something the Bulls can do. One thing you do, you mentioned Alex Caruso, and one thing that I'm loving hearing you know, out of the updates from the practices they're having. Uh, well, A, I'm happy that they're having really intense practices because they really need it. Uh, those games down the stretch were just absolutely atrocious. I am sad. You mentioned Patrick Williams. I am sad that we didn't get to do a recap for his 35-point performance. Of course, that was in a game you know, where everybody was sitting. It was kind of more like a, a, a G League game almost, but uh, whatever. I'll take it, man. He, he, he showed some really impressive stuff there. I know I saw... Um, you know, Will Gottlieb on Twitter and stuff, you know, highlighting his cross the court passing. Uh, you know, that pass to the corner was yeah. the most impressive thing I saw. If yeah, if he can develop that kind of off the dribble playmaking, then I think you you have to change his the expectations what his ceiling could be on the offensive end. Uh, I'm not saying he could be a number one option, but I think he could definitely be a number two. Whereas right now, I don't think very many people see him as a number two option on a title contending team. Yeah, so so you know I, I'm happy with that, um, but a I'm happy with the fact that they're that they're you know having some hard intense practices because they really need it, uh, especially on the defensive end. Like that that defensive breakdowns in those last couple of games are just oh god terrible. Can they get some practice with communication? That's like, yeah, that's what something. they need. They just, it just you know, I think a lot like of they that, get lost so often. And I know, and I know. I mean, it's going to come off as I'm a booch hater again here. I, I I think a lot of that is your defensive anchor there in your center who's being placed in those pick and rolls. That's like your key needs to be, you know, we saw with Joakim Noah when he was a key communicator on the team, it just works so well. And when you watch centers that are good at defense, they are really good at communicating that. So I think that's something that's missing. I don't ever really see Booch communicating on the court, especially on the defensive end. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see Vooch doing it much, but he's also at the to- top at the point. So to me, I think it's really on those guys behind him. They need to be communicating to the people that are in the action, and, and not only in the action, but the ones that are going to have to rotate around and figure things out. Like when you have like Zach Levine, Kobe White, and Caruso on the back end. If Caruso is the only one talking, that that's an issue because then they get confused on the rotations. And when you're a step slow on rotations, that's when you're giving up those wide open threes that we just seem to be giving up time after time. So, like, I, I agree that Vooch could do a better job, but to me, I'm more looking on the back end, like the people behind, <laughs> where being able to communicate so that way those those rotations, they're, they're tight, and you're you're closing out hard on those three-point shooters, and you're not giving up those open looks. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I agree with that, too, Trey. And uh, it's a whole team effort. I, I do agree with that. Um, I just feel like since Vooch is the one that's getting put in that action a lot, you know, when you're talking about the pick and roll defense, um, it does, I think more, more than the especially now that they're trying more different things. Like at the yeah. beginning of the season, Vooch, you know, he didn't need to necessarily communicate as much because everyone knew what Vooch was going to do. Right. But now that they have, they have done some doubles, they have done some, you know, they, they've done some different things. It would be nice to see Vooch communicate better on that. end so they can, so they can be more aggressive and switching things up when they do try and attack him. 
So A, the practices are good. So we agree on that. B, I think the other thing that's good that I've heard coming out of the practices here is that Caruso, uh, Billy Donovan said, he looks more like his old self, more so than than he has at all recently. So uh, that makes it that's encouraging to me too because he has been pretty underwhelming. I think in the last um, I don't know half a dozen games or so. Um, but I think you know if he's getting healthy here, if his back's feeling better, not tightening up on him, uh, we are going to see plays like that where he's taking charges, and then of course his back's probably going to get screwed up again, and so he'll look terrible the rest of the series. But that's uh, you know I think I posed that question to you earlier in the season, Trey. Is Alex Crusoe injury prone just from the way he plays? And uh, I, I just think that you know the way he does play and the way positions he puts himself in, um, it's not that he's injury prone, but it's just it doesn't it, it it's going to lead to a lot of injuries. He's missed a lot of time in his career uh, already, just with just little stuff, you know, sprained ankles and and backs and stuff like that. So I think that's always going to be the case with Alex Crusoe, just from the way he plays. I I agree, especially if you're asking him to play a significant chunk of minutes. When he's only in there for, you know, the 20, 25 minutes a game, it's easier for me to be able to to live with the fact he's going so hard constantly. But when he's out there for the 30, 35 minutes, it, you're, you're going to get sore. You know, you're going to roll an ankle. Things are more likely to happen just because you're out there longer. So I agree he's not necessarily injury prone, but with the, the style he plays, the, the longer he is out there, the more likely he is to get hurt. And I think we've we've seen him, like you said, we've seen him miss time. But other than other than Lonzo being out, and we we know how key he is. But other than Lonzo being out and Zach still being hampered with the knee, but he's you know he's been that way the this whole second half of the season. The Bulls are pretty healthy coming mm-hmm. in coming into it. So all things can considered, you know, it could be worse. Yeah, yeah, we are blessed with some uh, you know relatively good health just compared to the last couple months of the season here so that is a good thing and i you know i think the people are i think people are selling the bulls short. i see a lot of people out there uh you know josh lloyd i had a, a conversation with him on twitter uh he has the bulls being swept i think that's a lot of people's assumption here um sweeping is pretty i wouldn't say like super rare but it's pretty rare and i think the bulls definitely steal one game from the bucks um but if they can push it to a six game series i'm, I'm gonna be satisfied because i do think the bucks are eventually going to be the NBA champions. If not, I mean, if not the champions, then they're going to go to the finals uh, and probably lose to the Suns uh, if they do lose. So, you know, I'm not upset if they push us to a six-game series and it's competitive and, you know, maybe we have a, a blowout game or, you know, one blowout game somewhere uh, where that's just going to happen. I mean, uh, but if, if ever, all the rest of the games are competitive and it's a six-game series, I'm going to be satisfied with that. How about you, Trey? Success to me is just not getting swept. Mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. um so six games that would be a, that would be a win mm-hmm. five games would be you know success but you know not not necessarily a win-win but it'd be a, you know it wouldn't be a loss but i if we get swept i'll be disappointed yeah uh that will be disappointed disappointing but you are listening to the sports ethos uh chicago bulls coverage show and listeners please take a moment to go follow at ethos fantasy bk on twitter the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's fast in the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now. Uh, Trey, we didn't get a chance also to talk about Vucevic uh, swiping the crap out of Grayson Allen. Uh, I don't believe we got to, to recap after that game. So, uh, you know, tell me your thoughts briefly about uh, about that moment in time. Did Vuce become a instant Chicago hero in your eyes? 
It was it was a good payback shot. Yeah. Like it was it was very nicely done. It was a bit out of character for Vooch too. I don't. I mean, he doesn't typically give hard fouls like that. <laughs> no, I, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw it, I actually clapped. Like I did the <laughs> thank you. That that's, that was my exact response. Like I was just so satisfied with the moment. So <clears throat> to me, I thought I thought it was good payback. I thought it was just the right level of you know of intensity uh you know yeah. it wasn't so it wasn't too over the top but i thought it was a it was strong enough to send the right message and perfectly done it that was the only thing the bulls did well that game but it <laughs> yeah was, that game was, awful. was not, yeah that game was rough but yeah that was that was the high point for sure and yeah, one of the high points like, of the season yeah and i think Vooch shot like four of 20 or something in that game like something just absolutely dreadful uh at one point i think it was like one of nine or, or something like that and it was just uh, you know, I did. I was like so upset with him, and then that happened, and I was like, okay, you know what? I don't care. He can shoot terribly the rest of the game. He, he you know, he went and got got his revenge there on Mr. Grayson Allen, and uh, it's cool with me. Yeah, I, I'm good with it, man. We we got what we wanted out of that game. I think I, I didn't expect us to win it, so uh, I was pretty happy with it. Um, but yeah, you know, this is gonna be a rough series, guys. Like, let's be honest. Um, you know, no way to stop Giannis. I think you know you've got Chris Middleton, you've got Drew Holiday behind that. Drew Holiday. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, if they had to have an X factor, which I don't think they do, I think they just win on sheer talent. But if they had to have an X factor, I think Drew Holiday is going to be that guy because the Bulls are still struggling to take care of the basketball, in my opinion, and, and get things, you know, uh, started on offense. And if Drew's going to be playing with the intensity uh, for 90 feet that, you know, we know he can do, it's going to lead to some turnovers. It's going to lead to some late clock situations where the Bulls just haven't been good recently. Um, so that's something I'm a little worried about. Trey is just is just the uh, you know the the defense of Drew Holiday. Yeah, he's a shutdown type guy, and whether he's on Demar or Zach, I feel like the Bulls they might just be better off trying to have the other guy be the one creating rather than attacking Holiday. So. To me, I I just I don't know where the, I don't know how the Bulls score enough points in this mm-hmm. in this series given the defenders that they have and just the lack of the lack of playmaking quickness for the Bulls to be able to attack these guys. Can Zach like Zach can attack <clears throat> Zach can attack the rim mm-hmm. on anyone when he's mm-hmm. healthy and like we've seen flashes of it, but I don't think he can do that over the course of seven games against this defense. You've got Giannis, you've got Brooke Lopez in there, Bobby Portis, you know he. He's going to hard foul you. He, you know, it would not be a surprise for him to hard foul somebody. Mm-hmm. So or punch somebody in the mouth and send them back right. to uh, Montenegro, you know, or whatever. And De- Demar, <laughs> Demar, he's Demar. He's going to do his thing. But they have such good isolation defenders that will make it difficult on him, and they have so much length, you know, in in the back end on their defense that it's going to be really hard for the Bulls playmakers to excel when that's not something they're already, you know, doing exceptionally well at the moment. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the other thing that's gonna, that concerns me a bit here, Trey, is the um, way the Bulls have responded to basically the refs just kind of uh, blow, uh, swallowing their whistles here in the last couple months. I mean, you know, the refs have really tightened up here and haven't been calling as many fouls. The Bulls are really benefiting a lot from it, especially like DeMar was benefiting a lot from those fouls earlier in the season uh, where he was going for a jump shot and, you know, getting a little bit of contact and, and it was being called every time. And for the most part, you know, from, from what I've seen these play-in games, I mean, I watched Cat get absolutely 
bodied in the post uh, in that uh, Clippers and and, uh, and Wolves game. Um, you know, and you see guys left and right getting that treatment. And I think it's going to be a struggle here for Demar, uh, for Vooch. Uh, to to bang down there down low, so now you you start you start becoming more perimeter oriented when that happens, and the Bulls are not a good perimeter you know team. So all logic basically here, Trey points to the Bulls having a disadvantage uh, in every single game. Uh, not not very happy obviously about that, but um, but do you think? I mean, have you seen the same things with the Bulls struggling? You know, with the with the whistles and the calls they're getting. Oh, 100%. And Stacey King does a great job of pointing it out whenever he notices it as well. So it's definitely not just us. But I feel like the Bulls, they just depend so much on that whistle with the Mm -hmm. mid-range game. And they have to find ways to get up more three-point shots. They need that variance from the three-point shot. And not not just that, but to stretch that defense out a little bit further to give DeMar a little more room to work, to give Zach a little more room to work there in that mid-range. So I, I need just, Kobe White shooting 700 threes a day from here until <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks series starts. <laughs> we, I don't care if there's 15 seconds left in the shot clock and the, the player is a step and a half behind the three-point line. If they are open, we need these players to just shoot because – they are they're good enough three point shooters that if they're open, even if it's a step behind the line, that's a good three point shot. They because the Bulls are not going to win any of these games based off just based off of the talent. They need things to go their way, and that three point shot I think is it's going to have to be something that drops for us if we're going to get more than one game. Yeah, you can't let that Milwaukee Bucks defense pack it in. It's just not – it's a really great defense, and you're not going to score any points if that's going to be the case. So you have to stretch that defense a little bit. Um, the downside to that, Trey, is, you know, obviously the Bulls are not a great good sh- three-point shooting team, and when you miss three-pointers, that leads to transition buckets the other, going the other way. Uh, and that is scary because you've got Giannis, and Giannis going uh, 70, 80, 90 feet of the floor uh, off of a rebound and just dunking it on your face is just something that you're not – it's going to be up a, a, a two points or at least one point uh, 99.9% of the time. So um, that is the downside here. But I, I do agree that, you know, if you want to – win this game and th- these games and you know you are the underdog here um there's a lot of variance in the three-point shot but you need to hit them uh and if nothing else what that does is it opens up that mid-range game for later in the game when it's going to be important but the bulls are, have struggled man i don't know and there's not really anybody on the team that i can point to that i can say hey um this is the guy that's going to be the guy that's going to hit you know five six threes in a game to keep that that defense honest the one guy that I did mention is is Kobe White, and he's struggled so mightily uh, over the last few weeks of the season. Uh, I mean, do they give Matt Thomas some minutes, or what do you what do you think? I think you tell Io to uh, to shoot even if. So I don't I don't know if you saw on Twitter the other day, but Basketball Index put something out where it showed that Io was taking the highest quality three point shots in yeah, the league. I saw that. Yeah. I love I love the shot selection for this series we might need you to take some not quite as great quality three-point shots because we need you to come up clutch and knock some of these shots down. So to me, it's maybe having these guys come a little bit out of their comfort zone and taking those shots. Patrick Williams has already had a quick trigger, I feel like, Mm -hmm. uh, since he's gotten back when it comes to the three-point shot. So I don't don't think you can necessarily ask him, but I think Ios in particular is someone who we might ask to have a little bit of a quicker trigger on those three-point shots. Because 
he's shown the ability to be to be clutch to knock down some big you know some big time three point shots. So I'd like to see him get that playoff experience and just really let it fly. Patrick's shot has been nice. And man, he is still uh, I think he's 19 or 20. I can't remember exactly, but he's, he's around 20 until age. August 26th. He's 20. Um, so he's still very, very young. And uh, I just love what I see out of the kid, man. I think good. He's basically the same age as uh, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. uh, the rookie, the rookies this year. Yeah. And he's fantastic, man. And I, I and uh, one thing that I do think that's been pointed out to me, I think that I've overhyped is that his defense does need some work. He does have trouble navigating screens uh, is something that, you know, I've been shown through people on Twitter. Uh, I think it was Steph No, or maybe it was Will Gottlieb that showed me that um, or showed everyone that I should say, just posted on Twitter and I, I happened to come across it. And so there are some things that, you know, I thought in my mind that he was good at that. He not, he maybe needs to work on some more, but the offense I think is the thing that people are, are, you know, they're usually uh, 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 disparaging with with uh, Patrick Williams, and that's actually been better of late. I love what I've seen out of him recently. Yeah, he definitely still has those rookie lapses. But then if you watch the full games, he'll also have those possessions where he does do the correct things when it comes to the pick-and-roll coverage. So to me, it it's about – getting through the hump and I think getting the repetition getting you know play, getting that playing time not missing entire seasons like you know he's just struggled to stay on the court at this point I'm hoping once he can stay on the court and he he seems like a guy who just wants to get better he seems to learn very quickly he seems to adjust fairly well and fairly quickly so I'm hoping that as he continues to play and you have Caruso, you have Lonzo Ball, you have the coaching staff pointing these things out to him saying, okay, you did good this time, but then these next three times you were getting killed on this screen. You've got to make sure you're not getting killed on these, like pointing these things out. I, I expect him to continue to improve because that's what he's just done in all the other areas that we've, we've come to see. And one thing that we pointed out that would be good for this Bulls team with his defense was the help side defense and, and the rim protection, you know, coming off the rotation. And that's definitely been true. We saw that one game uh, a couple of weeks ago or, or three weeks ago where he had a couple of big blocks in a row that really changed the momentum of the game. So um, he's just capable of that. He's got the athleticism. He's got that ability to recover, uh, to rotate. Um, I think it's just the defensive awareness at times. Uh, not necessarily as good as it could be. But um, one last thing I want to talk about with this Bucks uh, series coming up here, Trey, we did hear from Billy Donovan that he is going to perhaps try some more Tristan Thompson and Nikola Vucevic lineups together. Uh, hasn't been super successful. It's been a small sample size, about a little over 90 minutes during the season. Uh, not a great net rating with that lineup. Um, hasn't necessarily been you know, a smash lineup. It's not something that we've employed a lot since then, so obviously we went away from it. So how do you feel about using uh, TT and, and Vooch together here against the Bucks? I'd feel better if it was Derek Jones Jr. I'm not a, I'm not a big Tristan guy. Um, I think he's he's fine to replace Vooch with the minutes, but I would much rather have Derek Jones Jr. out there than Tristan Thompson. Um, I guess when they're playing Brooke Lopez and Giannis, if they're if the Bulls are just absolutely getting destroyed size wise, throwing it out there as you know just as kind of like the okay, we have to break in case of emergency. But to go into the series planning out those minutes, I just that's not something that that I would have in my agenda. I would definitely have the, the Derek Jones Jr. beside Vooch minutes. Well, you know, I, I think I think I agree with you. Um, I don't know. I, I want to see it. I mean, I, I'd like to see it in game one, and then if it doesn't work, we just completely go away from it. Um, but I'd like to see it just to see, because the Bulls just struggle so much 
with the rebounds and you can't um, it, that's something that we have to shore up against this Milwaukee Bucks team and I don't really know a solution to that other than playing two centers but that's not ideal obviously it hasn't been a great lineup for us I do want to see it though um, I'm still I still am a believer that that can work um, but I'm probably in the minority I, I probably am definitely in the minority there uh, so I understand and that's okay um, but you did mention Tristan Thompson you mentioned mentioned Derek Jones Jr one thing that those guys have that could be really useful here Trey they have 12 fouls between them, so I'd like to see them beat the crap out of Giannis anytime they're on the floor. <laughs> that would make me happy. That would be them doing their jobs, just to uh, go ahead and just uh, you know follow Giannis across the uh, the face or something. I don't know, <laughs> not in the face, because then they'll get ejected across the, uh, the the shoulders. How about that? Um, make him earn him. Yeah, make him uh, go to the line. Yeah, go, show him you can uh, hit from. A, he's been hitting from a decent uh, for uh, from the stripe from a decent uh, uh, percentage this season. See if we can do that during the playoffs. Uh, but before, if he does do that, he's probably going to hit a lot of props. And uh, while we're talking about that there, Trey, I uh, have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Plus either two or four free game tickets to play. You pick player props on the biggest. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. <clears throat> and the players with the most points with a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Um, yeah, let's move on, Trey. Uh, and if you are just a strictly a Bulls fan, you can probably tune out at this point. But there's some interesting stuff coming down the pipeline here. Trey and I hosted a show called uh, Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions, before we came over and took over the uh, Bulls pod here. And in that show, we were, it was like a gambling show, basically. And, uh, you know, we kind of made some calls to start the season. And I would feel remiss here, Trey, if we didn't go through and just, uh, you know, go ahead and, and, and resolve this stuff and see who came out on top. Um, I actually don't have the time, didn't have the time to do the math to see who ended up, uh, you know, highest in units. So uh, we'll have to do that at a later date or something. Um, but I do have the document up to here to see what, you know, we, we did stuff like call who we thought was going to be rookie of the year. We did over-unders on, on win totals. Um, we did a lot of different stuff and uh, some interesting calls here uh, and some uh, not so interesting calls, but we're going to break them down. Uh, how, how, just before we do this, how do you feel you did? Do you feel you had more right, more wrong, 50-50? Um, like, I, I, I feel like if we went back and looked at, like, the if when we picked the over-unders for each team, I probably did all right on the teams. But I, I didn't I didn't hit any of my long shots, so that was disappointing. Yeah. Um, so I feel I feel like a you know pretty pretty hit or miss here. Uh, I actually only placed two real life bets on uh, season win totals and I hit them both. I had the over on the Wolves and the under uh, on the Orlando Magic and I hit both of those. So go me, <laughs> free money for me. Well, not really free, but you know it, money. Um, so anyways, starting off here, we had we had these things called BS calls where we kind of called BS on each other and then we made a bet on the spot with each other. I had Jalen Green averaging under 20 points per game. This season, and you had him going over. What do you think he ended at? Probably about 16. 
17.3. So uh, I hit on that one. He struggled. So Jalen Green, he struggled um, to start the season. Obviously, he had a really strong close to the season where he was putting up like 30-point games on the regular. But uh, I think in a regular, on a team that has, you know, Christian Wood or, or some other uh, you know, weapon there. I think he can score 20 points per game. I think that's definitely doable, but um, he really, I mean, he shot 40, about 43% on the season. He shot like, I don't know, 25% or something for the first like month of the season. It was really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. Uh, so from the first of March, he averaged 22 points in the last 22 games of the season, 48% field goals, 39% from the three point line and 76 free throw. So if he would have, you know, started off stronger, he would have had a chance, but he, he just didn't quite get there in time. So I did miss on that one, but I, I still, I don't, I don't regret it. I feel like I, yeah. his scoring ability, I, I, what I saw was there. He just didn't quite hit that 20 threshold. Oh yeah. He's got that ability. He's going to be a scorer in this league for sure. There was some, definitely some uh, eye-opening stuff he did at the end of the season there when he was just given the, you know, the Omega green light basically that, uh, you know, I'd love to see some more of next season. Hopefully they move Christian Wood in the offseason here, and he, it just gets to be Jalen Green's team. Uh, I, inexplic- I inexplicably also had Jalen Green winning, winning Rick of the Year, yet scoring less than 20 points per game. So uh, that didn't hit, obviously. Uh, but you had Cade Cunningham winning Rick of the Year. I don't think that's going to hit either. So uh, that's probably going to be a push with us because I think even Evan, either Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes is going to win. I, a lot of people are saying I will, Scotty I do Barnes think Kay, I think Cade will be closer than Jalen Green, though. So oh, yeah. I, he'll, he'll a little, I will take a little solace in that. Yeah, he'll get he'll get more votes for sure. But uh, let me ask you that, because I, I still have Evan Mobley as my rookie of the year, and I'll give my reasoning in a minute here. But who do you have? Because I see a lot of people having Scotty Barnes at this time of year now. Who do you, who do you have for rookie of the year right now? I've still got Evan Mobley as rookie of the year as well. I think it, I think Scotty Barnes made it extremely close. I think Cade mm-hmm. makes it close. Uh, Franz Wagner down mm-hmm. in Orlando. I think he's not getting ne- talked about nearly enough. It's great just such class. great rookie, just such yeah. a great rookie class. But I do think it's still Evan Mobley. Yeah, I. I just think what he did to um, basically give the Cavs just they were elite for a while there. And uh, unfortunately, they lost Sexton. They lost Jared Allen. Um, so, you know, it, it's just the nature of the game. And when you lose pieces like that, it's just and Rubio. To cover. And Rubio. Uh, he was playing well for them, too. Good, good point, Trey. So when you lose pieces like that, it's just hard to recover. And, uh, you know, I think if they would have stayed healthy, I don't know. They, they could have been a top three seed in the East, uh, which I don't think is really crazy to talk about here. So. You know, uh, but I think Evan Mobley was really the piece that unlocked that team tray, uh, just his ability on defense, especially. I had Jordan, or you had Jordan Clarkson and Joe Inglis for six man of the year. I was getting ready of, to say, hey, Keith, yeah. remember when the Utah Jazz used to be good? Yeah, they have not been good this season. I'm I'm curious to see what happens there. Uh, yeah, my, the my thought process was I thought the Jazz were going to just run through this regular season. One last, I thought this would be their last hurrah, and one of those two would win it. Instead, the the season has went up in flames. So as did my as did my fake money on that one. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I actually had the over on the Utah to, uh, win total at fifty two point five. They end up with forty nine. So I did miss that one too. So yeah, it is what it is. The the Jazz just kind of regressed this year. I like I said, I'm curious to see what happens the offseason there, especially with all the kind of rift between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Um, I, I just in my heart of hearts, I don't feel like they both come back to that team next year if they have an early exit here in the playoffs, but we'll see how that goes. They're going to get no Luka Doncic here in the first round for the first couple of games, so I think they should definitely advance the second round at least. Okay, so 
uh, I also had the Atlanta over on wins, 46.5. I had two of those, I guess. Well, uh, I was going to say, we had a B. I called BS on that one. I, cause yeah, I so you, you win that there. one. Yeah, you win that one on me because the uh, Hawks end up with 43. They got close. They, they played a lot better towards the end of the season. I, I had them uh, that my kind of long shot call there. I didn't have a bet on it, but I had 50 wins for the Atlanta Hawks. 43, I mean, given how they started, I feel like that's okay, you know. They, they got somewhat close, but, um, yeah, they were just They finished terrible. very – they finished strong, and it looked much – it looked like a much better pick at the end yeah. of the season rather than at the beginning. Yeah, they uh, – Which they, was the same for me in my long yeah. shot. Yeah, your, your long shot there was the, uh, you know, the Celtics there. Um, I had the under on their, on their win total at 45 and a half, so you win that one on me too uh, because I think you had their over, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So, yeah. So you, you beat me there also. So I think you're, I'm not keeping track actually, but I think you're on top. Here I'm not either. So far. <laughs> no, but you go on this is all later. for fun. It's no. all good. <laughs> it's mostly for fun at this point. Uh, okay. This one I have over on you though, here, this is a BS call between us. I had Jaron Jackson jr. Getting more most improved player votes than Michael Porter jr. I think that's pretty much a given at this point. Uh, obviously Michael Porter jr. Uh, got injured shortly after we made this show basically uh it's like the first couple weeks of the season or the first month of the season and he hasn't come back since so um don't think you have a chance to win that one <laughs> uh, no i do not i think it's we're the both- next one that upsets me though the orlando magic 22 yep. and a half total. i told you i told they you got to 22 they got without jonathan isaac playing a single game that's true yeah, not a couldn't. single game yeah, and they they got to 22. I was so I I didn't believe in Franz, I, but I thought Suggs would be a little a little bit better. I liked Fultz, and I I liked the team, and I'm I'm so disappointed that they weren't able to get me that last half game. Yeah, yeah, you get the hook on that one, but uh, yeah, they they are a better team than I gave them credit for. Um, I think Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, really came into his own. He's a very solid starting center. I think in the NBA, not necessarily um, super special, but he's going to be solid. I think. Um, I think you're right. RJ Hampton, or not RJ Hampton, Jalen Suggs uh, was better than I expected. He he wasn't great, but he was better than I expected because um, he had just a terrible pre- uh, preseason, if I recall. He like shot like 22 percent. And um, yeah, Franz Wagner came out of nowhere. I didn't think he was going to be good at all, and uh, I was dead wrong on that. So, uh, but luckily, I'll take my wins here, and I'll take my under, and uh, take my money to the bank. So there you go. Um, okay, Otto Porter Jr. over 35 games played. I think I'm pretty sure I hit that one. Uh, yep, he hit. He played 63. So yeah, you so. were right. I was wrong, and I'm glad to be wrong on that one. I'm glad that Otto Porter was able to have have a good full year this year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy he's doing well. I think the, uh, Warriors are struggling now and it's going to be hard for them to go deep into the playoffs, but, uh, without, especially without Steph, you know, fully healthy, he, he might play on Saturday. They say now, but I don't know how healthy he's going to be. So that's just going to be a struggle for them, but I am happy that Otto Porter's playing pretty well now. Uh, this is kind of the guy we expected in Chicago and he's doing it in, in golden state now. So good for him. Uh, okay. You have, in the Adoka winning coach of the year. That is very much alive, I think. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously you're a big Celtics guy this season. Um, it's they, not really alive, no. Mon- Monty Williams has pretty much yeah. got this locked up. Um, but I, I do think that it was, it was a good long shot bet. It was, I bet one unit to win 18 units. So mm-hmm. it was a long shot bet. 
And if the Celtics had been able to play, you know, from start to finish the way they were at the end of the year, I think it, it would have been hands down his award. I did think, because um, I remember saying in our show that I did think that the Boston Celtics were going to have uh, a bit of trouble adjusting to a new coach and adjusting to Marcus Smart as a starting point guard. And that's why I had the under on their win totals. Um, obviously, that they, they recovered from that very quickly, but they did struggle to come out the gate uh, pretty pretty decently. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily because of the new coach and because of Marcus Smart, but, um, you know, I think those things did play a role in it. So, yeah. So I think I think you're right. I think Monty Williams probably probably wins. Uh, I think you can make a case for Chris Finch uh, over in uh, in uh, uh, Minnesota. Uh, you can make a case for several guys. I think. Um, so Jenkins and Memphis Spolstra yeah. for Miami. Spolstra, yeah, you could make a case for Spolstra for sure. Um, so I think those guys are probably. I think I'd probably put all those guys over over MA at this point, but um, but I still think you know he's going to get some votes. I think so. Um, I think we were both on the Minnesota over. If I'm Oh, you didn't put a bet on it, buddy. I can't believe that. I don't think you wanted to put too many units out there, but I did have a unit here on the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves over 34 and a half wins, which they absolutely crushed, I think. Uh, what'd they have? They had 46. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they beat it by 11 games. So, uh, man, we were both but we were both right about that because I know we talked about that a few times uh, on BSPP. And... Uh, I think what we saw was, we, for me, what we saw was, what I saw was Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, um, and Anthony Edwards, when they were on the floor together, they were something like, uh, I think, 11 and 13 or something like that. They were basically, or, or maybe 13, 11. They were a little bit over 500, I think, uh, when the, when those three guys were on the floor. And they were on, only on the floor for like a handful of games last season. This season, they had good health. They were just fortunate with that. Um, and their defense took a giant leap. Uh, Patrick Beverly, I know, gets a lot of credit for that, but I think, you know, Anthony Edwards needs to get a lot of credit for that also. He's just been a killer on defense this season. Uh, and, you know, of course he makes mistakes and he's not like a, an elite defender at, at, by any means, but he was such a bad defender last season. And this season he is a, I would say, above average defender. Yeah, and they have great pieces around those three guys. They've got like uh, Vanderbilt there, Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly, like you mentioned, McDaniels, uh, Nas Reed backs up Cat. They they built a really a really well oiled machine and Finch the coach he he was he was so talented a coach that they fought the last year Minnesota fired their coach in the middle of the season and hired an assistant off of off of the Toronto Raptors staff which you never see a guy get brought in off of someone else's staff in the middle of the season and I think Finch has shown that it was worth you know, going to all that trouble to get him because he's done such a good job of putting all of these guys in such great positions to succeed. So that call was huge. Uh, that call was pretty much a lock for us uh, when we talked about it. You, like you said, put the units down. You also put the units down on the Toronto Raptors over 35 and a half total wins. That was one we were both pretty high on, but you were the only one who put your money where the mouth were. Yeah, you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> but my, my mouth where my money is. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, somehow I skipped over that one. Thank you for pointing out my win there, uh, Trey. But yeah, I put the uh, money there on the Toronto Raptors over 35 and a half. Uh, reasoning for me there was they never had a home home court last season, uh, which is really a severe disadvantage for them. They had a home court this season. Uh, I felt like getting rid of Kyle Lowry was kind of, and letting Fred Van Vliet run things was was a good thing. I felt like Van Vliet at this point in his career is better than Kyle Lowry. I think that's easily the case now. Now that we from what we've seen, uh, you know Van Vliet All Star um, absolutely deserves it. 
And uh, Pascal Siakam, I, th- I thought, had a really down year last year. And this year he's proving, you know, he's really a really, really good player. Um, definitely, you know, one of the best two-way players in the NBA, I think. All NBA level yeah. year this year. Yeah. So, you know, those two guys, I think, were, were a big part of it, but also just the fact that um, uh, that they had a home court this season. So that's why I went with the 30. 35 and a half was just so low. And they ended with uh, 40 what is it? 48 wins. So they, yeah, they blew that the heck out of the water. So yeah, that was pretty easy for me. Uh, also had Spurs and this was a BS call with you, buddy Spurs over 20, 28 and a half wins. And he had them under 28 and a half wins. You, you counted pop out. Uh, they didn't have too many more than 28 and a half, but they did get there. What, what were you, what I, thought, you thinking? I thought but, they'd tank. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, I, good. that's a good point. I expected the Lakers to be better. I expected Sacramento to be a little bit better. I expected Portland to be better. Um, so yeah, they they overachieved my what I said by six games, and I, I should have known Popovich was you know was going to come out and do amazing things. I'm pretty sure I saw that this team set the record for assist to turnover ratio. Uh, I, they, Popovich me. just continues to the way they the way they execute, the way he makes other teams play left-handed. He just continues to get the most out of his guys and. Yeah. I should have known better, but it is what <laughs> alas, it is. Alas, no, it's, all, it's all good. Um, yeah, DeJounte Murray, incredible, incredible season. Um, I hope we get to see him run this team again <clears throat> next season with hopefully a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, talent on the roster. I was really, I don't know why the Bulls were in rumors to get Jakob Pertl, uh at the trade deadline. I was like crossing my fingers that there was some kind of validity to those rumors. I don't think there were. It was probably posturing by like his agent or something. Who, who knows who spread that rumor? But uh, Jakob Pertl, I think, is is one guy that's constantly underrated. I was watching that playing game yesterday, and uh, just incredible what he can do on the offensive end in the middle there working the middle I, I just love his activity there um he's constantly getting the ball and getting it out quickly I, i'd like Vooch to watch what he does in the post there because he's just so good at moving to different spots in there and making the defense shift and still getting out of people's way when they go to drive the basketball obviously they don't have a demar Derozan now they don't have like a mid-range guy like that so it's a little different for Vooch. it's a little bit more difficult for him to play like that but uh, i just love what yaka pearl does yeah, Jakob Pertl, he's one of the most underrated centers, I think, in the league. And the Spurs, they just continue to win. So congratulations on that one. And congratulations on the Nets scoring more points than the Trailblazers. I well, thought that the Trailblazers, you know, were going to yeah. have Dame and McCollum, and I thought they were just going to be trying to outscore teams, whereas I thought the Nets might have a little defense. And things, mm-hmm. again, did not play out my way on that one. Yeah, that was a rough one for you. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, – I think I was assuming that they're going to have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and uh, and Kevin Durant, and that didn't happen either. So that, that's just kind of a silly bet that uh, you know I'm lucky to have won. Uh, so, but I'll take it. Give it to me. And uh, speaking of giving, stop giving your personal information to your ISP. On top of overcharging, your ISP is allowed to legally sell your browsing history to third-party advertisers for a ton of cash. Take your privacy back with ExpressVPN. Head to our special promotional link at expressvpn.com/hoopball to get three bonus months on a 12-month subscription. It's super easy. Turning it on takes just one click, and it works great with streaming services like Netflix or sports packages like League Pass 2. Once more, that's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Grab those three bonus months right now. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, 
I, I think that was just, you know, we, we both were expecting different things from those teams, and I just lucked out to be on the right side of that one. I don't necessarily think it's a, that's a great call. Um, how about this one, though? Warriors playing with more pace than the Rockets. That was a BS call with you, too. I, I'm pretty sure you won that one. The Rockets are just, I, yeah. I did. Uh, Houston finished second in the league in pace. Golden State was 14th. Wow, 14th. They took a big dive. Uh, I think a big part of that is, you know, obviously they, they were missing Steph Curry for an extended period there. They were missing Draymond Green for an extended period there. The Warriors were not the team I thought they were going to be. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I know they were a top, like, you know, two or three uh, team in the piece because we were talking about it, about that bet. And um, they were they were right there with the Rockets, but the Rockets just played with a breakneck pace the whole season. So I don't think you were going to lose that at all. So that was a good call by you for sure. Um, Kyrie Irving, under 42 games you had, and I had the over 42 games. I'm, I'm like 90% sure I lost that one too. Uh, he didn't get vaccinated. I, I figured there would be just too much pressure on Kyrie. He needed to get the vaccine. He had 29 games. So 29 games played this season, uh, drastically under 42. Uh, I just thought he was, you know, like I said, too much pressure. I thought his teammates were going to be on his case. I thought James Harden was going to be like, hey, let's, you know, I'm trying to win here. Kevin Durant, same thing. Uh, obviously, Kyrie stuck to his guns here, and for better or for worse, uh, still not vaccinated as far as I know. Uh, they have lifted the restrictions so he can play, uh, which, you know, mixed feelings on that one. But, uh, but hey, you win. <laughs> you win that one. Uh, interesting one here. Pacers, more blocks. Is that a BS call with me? It must be with somebody else. You had Pacers, more blocks than the Hawks. I wonder if – do you think you hit that one? That's my question. I I do not know. Okay. <laughs> I have to look it up, too, because I'm not sure. That's kind of an in-depth one. Uh, that must have been, like, my brother or something. I don't know. It had to be. Let's see. Uh, teams. Which two teams? Of, Indiana was third. What was the other team? Uh, Hawks. Oh, they were way down there. Okay. So you, you, you won that one. Pacers more blocks than the Hawks. There you go. Money in your in your uh, kit there, and then you had Evan Mobley for Rookie of the Year, which you smartly placed. I should have followed you on that one. You you got that at plus three fifty odds, uh, and that was on November 9th. And I really should have followed you on that one because I think I think there is a small chance Scotty Barnes, uh, you know, wins a, a small, very small chance. But I think uh, Evan Mobley has got to be the favorite at this point. Uh, I haven't looked at the odds recently, but. Um, Utah has better record than Gold State Warriors by the break. I'm not sure if we can even look that up here while we're on air, but uh, that one is probably a miss. <laughs> I would have to guess the way that the Utah Jazz played this season that the Warriors had a better uh, record at the break than they did because the Warriors started so hot. So I probably lost that one. And that was it. Yeah. That was it. Oh. It was a, it was a good fun year. Oh, hey, let's let's do this real quick. Um, we can go real quickly here. Uh, our win total guesses. Um, here, let's go back to this. If I can go back to the standings here. You had, uh, let's see, I had the Brooklyn Nets at 56, and you had them at 57. And they ended up at 44. <laughs> so way off on that one. Milwaukee oh, Bucks, I had, I had 52. Uh, no, you had 52. Sorry, I had 52 also. 51. And 51. We were pretty much right on there. Atlanta Hawks, I had 50. You had... 44. You were definitely close around 43. You were definitely close around that one. Um, and then I had, and my next to my stands, I had uh, Philadelphia 76ers, 49. You had them at 45. 51. 
So I was. So you were on that there. one. Um, Miami forty-seven, and you had Miami at forty-seven also. Fifty-three, first place. Wow, we were yeah, we were a little under them, but that's okay. Uh, they surprised everyone this year. Uh, Chicago, the Bulls, this Bulls pod, forty-five. I had them at. Oof, you had them at forty-six. 46 is what they got. I hit it right on the money. Spot on. Tell me you know the Bulls. Trey Trey wins that one. Uh, impressive, impressive. Uh, Knicks, I had 43 for the Knicks. They had finished at 37. You had them at uh, 40. So you win that one. You were closer on that one. Um, boop, 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 boop. Boston, I had 42. Yeah, there's no way. You, you, you had them at 50. You're, you're closer. Yeah. Um, Indiana, 40. You had 39. What did they have? 25. So you're clo- technically closer, even though we're basically Yeah, we were even on that one. Toronto, 39, I had, and you had Toronto at 38. You got 48. 48. For them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's we were basically the same there, too. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, 38, and you had 34. 43. So I was definitely Hayward, close Hayward play- Yeah, Hayward played in more games than I expected this year. Good for him. I think the oh oh gosh I don't even want to oh, oh my gosh okay we'll go through the one I don't want to mention because it's gonna be hilarious okay Wizards I had at thirty and then you had them at thirty five when they finished with I thirty five oh you had it right on nice good call uh, okay this is the funny one this is the last one we're gonna do Cleveland twenty five I had them at twenty five wins oh my goodness uh, you had Cleveland twenty six wins <laughs> so I think you ended up closer there forty four uh, but not by much <laughs> obviously uh, okay Western Conference real quick uh, let's just do like the top eight here uh, Utah fifty nine and you had them at uh, fifty six we were both probably forty nine. Yeah, we were, we were both way over. You won that one. Uh, Lakers, I had at 55. <laughs> you had the Lakers at 54. 33. Ooh, yeah, Lakers suck. That's funny, though. I like that. That makes me yeah. happy. Um, Suns, 52. You had them at 50. 64. Yeah, I, I'm technically closer, but, man, they just killed it this year. Uh, I had the Clippers at 47. This is probably a bit controversial take at the beginning of the season. You had the Clippers at 42. They finished with 42. Oh, wow, you're right on. Wow. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, I had at 47. You had the Dallas Mavericks at 45. Ooh, 52. I, I was closer there by a few. Um, Denver, 46. You had 44. 48. Okay, I was a little closer there. Uh, Portland, oh, 46. Portland, you had 43. They had 27. Like 20. Yeah, 20 something. Uh, we couldn't really predict. They were just going to call it in. I mean, you might have been able to, but. Uh, uh, okay, uh, a couple more here. Warriors, I had 40. Uh, we'll go through Minnesota. What, so, What uh, about the Grizzlies? Yeah, Grizzlies, I had 43, and you had 43 also. 56. They yeah, they had a lot more. Uh, let's just do the Minnesota Timberwolves since you're both high on them. I had 39. You had 43. You were closer. You were closer. 46. You they, still, they, they still even beat my grand expectations. That, that's think, a great way to end. I think yeah, I think we were pretty uh pretty even there, but I think you actually came out a little bit on top there with the with the win totals. So uh, good job, Trey. Uh, that was interesting there, but uh, yeah. That's going to do it for us here at the Sports Eat the Chicago Bulls coverage show. Hope you guys stuck around for the rest of that bull crap that we went through there. Uh, if not, that's okay. But if you are still here, leave us a five-star review. Tell us we're doing a great job. Tell us to never do that again. That's okay. We won't ever do it again. We'll stick to the Bulls from here on out. But I, I had to give some closure to our other show. So. Uh, but anyways, until next time, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSPP Keith. And Trey, where can people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally.
and follow the show guys at eat those bulls uh oh before i do sign off though i want to also mention uh we want to also remind you all to use coupon code hoopball20 at manscaped.com for 20 percent off your order and free shipping and also check out our pals at mybookie.ag use code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock your cause match bonuses there as well but until next time go Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.